Welcome back to Lead, Travel, Pray. I'm Sandy Schneider, and I'm here today with my co-hosts, Michelle Strike and Rebecca Ellis, to continue our conversation on travel tips for the actual travel part, which we've already decided is not necessarily <laughs> our most favorite part of traveling, but certainly a very important component of getting to our final destination. We previously discussed tips for setting up an epic road trip. But for some of you, road tripping may not look like choosing to drive your own personal vehicle. So you may decide that your own personal vehicle is too small to really put the whole family in for a seven-hour drive. Or you may have too many miles on your car that you don't feel comfortable driving it on a long road trip. Or maybe you have a brand new car and you don't want to put miles on your new car. Lots of reasons why you might not choose your own vehicle. For some of you, you may not be road tripping it, but be in need of transportation once you're already at your final destination. So maybe you've flown into your final destination, but you want the flexibility and the freedom to get around on your own. So you need some sort of additional transportation. And so in any of these situations, you may consider a rental car as your mode of transportation. So today, we'll cover tips for renting a vehicle. Rebecca and Michelle, what factors do you typically consider when choosing to use rental cars? Or what drives you to the decision to select a rental car? I think it's, Sandy, what you talked about. Do I need the flexibility throughout my trip to be able to have a car? Um, so if I feel like I'm going to stay more at one destination and walk from place to place, I'm more likely to use a ride sharing service like Uber or Lyft. Otherwise, I'll do a rental car so that I have flexibility. A lot of places have great mass transportation. So if I'm going to D.C. or New York, I would never think about renting a car in those locations. But if it's another place where I am looking to go a little bit more outside the city or across the city, I would likely rent a car or like when my mom and I travel together we tend to go to a lot more scenic places and we spend a lot of our time driving because we're there to do leaf peeping or national parks or something like or beaches and so we have to rent a car there is no other option what about you Rebecca yeah I would agree I I do look into the availability of ride share and whether or not that's an option Um, like on the last trip to Iceland we only were going to need the car to get to and from the hotel. Everything else, we had tours or easy um, transit options, but there's no Lyft or Uber. And so an actual um, taxi would have been incredibly expensive, and it was cheaper to just rent a car. Um, So I I definitely look into the rideshare options, and just even last week in Seattle, it was cheaper for me to have a rental car, even though I didn't need it till day four, of a six seven day trip I just kept it the whole time because it was cheaper than again rideshare options given how far I needed to go so there's lots of different reasons or drivers that might get us to selecting a rental car but we've all used them and we all plan to continue using them based upon our particular travel needs Uh, and so today Mm -hmm. we're going to talk through some of our favorite tips on actually renting vehicles. Our first set of tips, Michelle, you're going to lead us through these, are actually utilizing rental car loyalty program benefits. 
Yeah, so through work, I have loyalty program benefits through two different companies, through two different employers that I've had. I've maintained both loyalty programs. So when I'm looking for a car, initially I check out both programs to see what rates I might be able to get through my membership there. I also then compare to AAA and then airlines websites. So for example, I'm a frequent traveler on Southwest and have their credit card. And so I check to see which of all of those options I'm able to get a cheaper rate for. And then honestly, sometimes just going through Orbitz or Expedia or something like that, you can get really good rates. I would also suggest having flexibility, especially if you're booking far enough in advance to just keep checking every once in a while. Rates change on a daily basis. And I have booked a car initially just to have a car, but then continued to check about a month out and found significantly cheaper rates, especially if I'm going to be there for a while. So then I'll cancel one reservation and make a different one. Or perhaps it's the same rate, but I'm able to get a better car for the type of trip that we're looking for. So sometimes the cheapest rate is like a pickup truck or a big SUV. And so I'll book that, but then getting closer, the cheaper rate is for a more mid or smaller car that isn't going to eat up so much gas on our trip. So I think having the better rates and the flexibility to check more than once before you leave can really help you um, hone in on the best deal possible. I think um, through the membership loyalty programs, you can also upgrade cars. For me in particular, for those who have never met me, I am really short at five feet tall, and I need a vehicle where the seat will move up and down and not just forward and backward in order for me to be able to really easily see and drive comfortably. And I have found that I have a lot more options for better vehicles when I book through the car loyalty program. Programs and even sometimes have to pay for a more expensive class of car just to get a vehicle that has mechanical seats and not just the ones that go forward and back because usually at rental car places they use kind of the cheapest version of the car that they can find. What I also like Mm -hmm. about the loyalty programs is that I don't have to stop at the ticket counter. And um, honestly, I use that way more when I'm going for work that I need to kind of get in, get to a client site, get out. But even when I'm traveling more personally, it's nice to be able to go and choose any car in that section and not have to wait in a really long line just to um, get keys to the car. That is my favorite perk of utilizing the loyalty program is when you've got your bag and you see at the rental car counter all these people in line and you get to bypass them because you've already gotten a text message that says, pick any car from row H or your assigned car can be found in spot A30 or whatever it might be. And you can head out there, the keys are there and you can get on your way. By far for me, that is the biggest benefit of booking through your your loyalty program. The other nice thing, too, is if you're traveling to a place that's got a bit more extremes in weather, they'll often already have the air conditioning running and the car going, knowing your flight time, because they ask for your flight information and they do track if you're on time. And the same with when I've flown into North Dakota, they've already got the heater going, my car's warmed up, I'm not walking out there to kind of an extreme temperature uh, change. So 
definitely a fan of the loyalty programs and um, suggest they're worth investing to have, even if you're a frequent traveler for uh, fun or small business and don't have a corporate membership. You know, I think it's interesting. I ha- I am officially, I think, part of one rental car loyalty program. But the reality is when I have booked outside of that program for a variety of reasons, they've invited me to be a part of their program. So it seems to me that you may only have to travel once or travel, you, you know, at periodic times. You don't have to travel all the time to be a member of a rental car loyalty program and to get some of the benefits that we have talked about just because mm-hmm. you've got a number, a loyalty program number assigned to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does pay off. Yeah, very true. Uh, so thanks, Michelle, for those recommendations. Um, I think what what I hear the most are people asking questions about how to make a a rental car reservation more in terms of how do I get the best deal than maybe how do I functionally make the reservation. So our second set of tips have to do with actually making the reservation and how do you get the best rate. Uh, Michelle, you gave us a lot of options to consider in terms of booking through your loyalty program, um, checking out other options through Orbitz or Expedia or one of the wholesale vendors online. My recommendation is never fa- never pay full price. Um, I have been shocked, amazed, and very happy to find um, how much of a discount I can get off of what appears to be the regular rate if you just go to a rental car company and ask how much it costs for a rental. There are mm-hmm. so many discounts available out there. There are coupons. I know there used to be... Um, some rental car coupons in the entertainment coupon book, you know, that kids used to sell as a fundraiser Mm -hmm. for their school um, that provide huge discounts. So if you have one of those books, like quickly flip through it because they're probably pages that have never been touched in that book, but could save you, you know, 30, 50, a hundred dollars potentially on your next rental car reservation. So look for deals. This, of course, takes some effort. So you have to decide how much time and energy you want to put into actually looking around on the front end uh, to find a deal. But I guarantee that if you spend some time looking, you'll definitely find a deal. Yeah, and I know Michelle didn't mention Priceline, but I did just want to throw it out there as a third option with uh, Orbitz and Expedia because Priceline, you know, their model is a lot of, a lot of times you have to pay up front for things like flights and hotel, but their rental car uh, system is almost entirely um, easy to cancel, free, and you don't pay anything till you're there on site. And I have found like a, a 75% discount at times going through the Priceline car rental. So I would definitely not pass that one when you're looking for trying to get the best deal. That's a great wow. suggestion. 75%. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely huge. Yes. Um, one thing to consider with making a reservation is the location you're making it in and the time of the year. 
So if you are traveling home for the holidays, at, let's say around Christmas time, um, you may know that there are lots of people heading into that city for the holidays who may be renting a car. So the busier the season, the more that you may have to rent in advance to get the size vehicle you want or to be able to pick it up, say, at the airport. I have certainly been in a situation where I did not reserve in advance and the cars that were available left at the airport were like, you know, utility vans. And I was looking for a compact car. And so I actually had to move to an off-site, an off-airport property rental car place to get the vehicle that I wanted during that busy season. Yeah, one other thing while we're talking about reservations and thinking about it in advance, again, I use this a lot if I'm traveling a longer distance, sometimes it is leaving my house, going to a destination, and I'm then going to fly home. So I do a one-way rental. I also do it sometimes, like my mom and I are going to national parks later this year. We're going to fly into one state and out of another state. So our rental will be considered a one-way rental. They are more expensive, but oftentimes worth it Mm -hmm. to see other parts of the country. So it's something where, um, especially because those one-way rentals do tend to be more expensive, to continue to check out options so that you can see if you can find a cheaper option, again, looking a month later from when you booked it, two months later from when you booked it, because they really can change quite a bit to where you're actually not paying that much more for a one-way rental as opposed to a round trip, but you have to be willing to put a little more research into it to save that money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, totally. Um, in terms of which company to use, Uh, There's a lot of options out there. And unless you have the benefits of a loyalty program, you're probably open to utilizing any of the options that are available. Certainly any of the companies that are branded that you're probably familiar with their names um, are certainly companies where you can be sure that you'll have reliable transportation options and probably a really good customer service experience. Just a quick shout out to Enterprise Rentals located uh, or based in St. Louis, Missouri. So shout out to St. Louis Company. Um, Enterprise provides a fantastic service called um, Enterprise Will Pick You Up. So if you rent a vehicle from them, let's say you're going on a road trip and you decide your family needs um, a larger vehicle to do a multi-hour trip together, um, you can simply rent through Enterprise and they will actually bring the car Um, to your home and or pick you up and bring you to the enterprise location. So um, make it really easy to hop into an enterprise car. I agree. I'm a huge enterprise fan. And although I would say I otherwise don't have a, a ton of favorites, I do encourage people to stick with the larger national brands because I have found more issues with what they'll accept around insurance and what they want for a deposit with your more regionally, maybe not as heavily uh, capitalized or or financially backed companies. So um, just heads up on that. If you are going for more of an unknown or uh, not as familiar name, chances are you're going to have a few different conditions than what you're used to with your big national providers. So just do that research in advance. Absolutely. Good recommendation. And then which car should you get is totally up to you and the needs that you have. 
Um, I am a sucker for going for the smallest, cheapest car I can get when I am driving, uh, running a car for myself. Well, I just need to buzz around town. Um, I love the ability to quickly get in and get out of any parking space. Um, and so usually those small cars work. However, um, I had an experience where I was traveling home for Christmas. So I had a, a large checked lo- roller bag. I also had um, some smaller bags with me because I, I was transporting Christmas gifts with me in my baggage. I had rented the smallest, cheapest car and it's snowing outside and I'm in at the rental car counter and the woman is trying to sell me an upgrade and I'm like, nope, 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 don't want an upgrade. I'm happy with the car I rented. And she kind of gave me that look like, are you sure? And I'm like, yep, I am not getting (laughs) suckered into an upgrade. I'm not paying more money for this. I go out in the snow uh, to the vehicle and find that it's a a two-door car. Um, fine, no problem. I pop the trunk and realize that my large roller bag is not going to fit into the trunk of the car. My carry-on, my backpack will fit no problem, but I need to get my large roller bag in. So I'm staring at the car as the snow is coming down going, I, I'm determined. I'm going to get this. It was one of those cars with two doors, but then it had this tiny like half door thing in the back. I don't know what they call those, like a third door that just barely opens. So I was able to open the third door and shove my big <laughs> roller bag into the back seat back seat of the vehicle. So um, I did do it. I was proud of myself as I drove off of that <laughs> lot. But um, lesson learned, I now not only check how many people can fit into the vehicle, but how much luggage can fit into the vehicle. And that information is available on the rental car website. Yeah, and I would say in Europe, that is a huge thing you need to look out for because, first of all, cars in Europe are just generally smaller, as are the streets. And so you want a smaller car. But when we travel um, now with the six of us, including my parents and our four, um, we have to be really considerate of how much baggage it can hold as well as people. And we've gotten ourselves into a jam or two with that. We do pack pretty light and are thoughtful about it, but... When it says it will hold, um, you know, four bags, it really means like backpacks, not, you know, anything even like check on ba- check bag size. So it is something you want to definitely pay a lot of attention to. And I even look at the pictures and kind of scroll through what they say that, you know, the expected car might be and do some research on that before knowing for sure. But it, it can get you for sure related to baggage. But worst case scenario, you walk back inside and say, I'm sorry, I need a bigger vehicle. And they will be happy to accommodate you in most cases for an extra fee, likely. So true. Mm -hmm. Uh, So moving on to our final set of tips for rental cars, uh, checking the car before you leave the lot. Uh, And Rebecca, I think you've got some tips here. I do. Yes. So. Most of the time, they're going to have you look at a little image and check off where you see damage to um, make sure you note that ahead of time. I also like to take pictures because while there might have been damage on that, who knows what it could have been and then what you end up getting blamed for. Um, Sometimes they'll walk the car with you, which I think is amazing, but often you're on your own. I had the most random experience last week, though, where they wanted me to sign all of that ahead of time. And then just take off with the car. 
And they said, well, it's a brand new car. You're the first driver in it ever. It only has five miles on it. So we're certain there's no damage. And I was like, well, I don't know where that car has been, right? And so sure enough, I get out there and there's like a four inch mark across the back of this left bumper on this car. And so I went back in and I was like, I need to mark some stuff here. And she was a little just shocked. But I said, well, here's the picture. I took a picture. and She's like, oh, okay," But to think that a person would actually sign that document before seeing the car is crazy to me. Yet that national company was expecting this is how the customers were being processed. So anyway, don't take their word for it. Go out, take a look, and don't sign anything until you've had your eyes on the car for sure. Good catch. Yeah. Have you guys ever got cars with damage? It's pretty frequent, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I would definitely just... Be cautious. Mark, you know, what you what you uh, can. Um, so then before you leave the lot, um, you know, Michelle was just talking about having to adjust the seat. I think that's real important. Think back to your driver's ed training, making sure that rearview mirror, your side mirrors, like everything's ready to roll um, before you head out. Because in most cases, unless you're in a smaller town, when you leave the airport, you're in major traffic because most airports are on major interstates. And so you don't want to be out there 70 mile an hour trying to worry about whether or not you can see out your rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. So use that driver's ed skill. Think back a couple decades if you're like me. What do they teach you um, to make sure is adjustable and get all of that going? The other thing, um, I was in Seattle last week, so I leave, and guess what? It's raining, and I have no clue how to turn on the windshield wipers. <laughs> Like, why is that so unstandard in our cars, right? But I'm, like, flipping on all kinds of stuff. And so just a note to my future self, as well as you, pay attention to where the wiper controls are. Kind of know how um, the car is going to function. Is it keyless? Is it not keyed? You know, just take a minute to kind of let all that soak in. um, Because the next time you get in the car, you may just, you know, not have... um, that kind of, of, of muscle memory around what you're about to take under. Also, the car that I rented last week had this really weird, because they've got some siphoning issues, as they explained to me, where you had to unlock the gas cap from the inside. You couldn't just oh, wow. go out and kind of press it in, right? And so I think a lot of cars, you know, in the last decades had that little release on the inside, but it was just a second thing, again, for me to remember in gassing up the car because my newest car, you just push on the outside and then it pops open automatically. And my car actually doesn't even have a cap anymore. So it's just, again, noting all those things that might be a little bit different than what you're used to. I actually have a tip related to filling up gas that I learned from a friend years and years ago is to figure out which side of the car the gas tank is on. If you look where the Mm -hmm. um, gas... the dial, the dial itself, itself, thank you, where it yeah. is, there's an arrow that points within that that tells you if it's on the right or the left side. And that's come in super handy yes. with rental cars, especially if it's raining or something like that. You don't want to have to get out and then move your car again because you pulled in on the wrong side. Great Totally, tip. yeah. Don't, don't assume it's the same as your car you drive at home. It definitely could be the opposite side, and that arrow will tell you what to do. So... How about you guys? Any good stories on cars that you've been driving where you were uh, maybe not as familiar with the way things would function? 
for me, I feel like it's always trying to figure out how to get the gas can't the gas cover open <laughs> yeah. I'm like why 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 does that little release button have to be in different places of the car I have spent many minutes looking inside the car <laughs> I have asked other people yeah. at the gas station hey where uh-huh. else can I check to see how to get this I open? have also <laughs> asked for help I will be honest that is one that I I'm sorry sir can I bother you for a moment I am unable to figure out how to gas up this car. And they kind of look at you funny. It's a rental. That's why, you know. (laughs) But anyway, awesome. All right, Sandy, you want to bring it home for us then? Absolutely. So today we focus primarily on renting cars or personal vehicles. However, in reality, there's a thriving market for those looking to rent alternative vehicles for their travel adventures. Interested in doing something different? You may consider renting an RV or maybe even motorcycles to take your road trip. I know growing up, uh, we had some family adventures renting an RV for our family to travel to both Florida and Colorado. So some great memories around those experiences. But regardless of the level of adventure that you're up for, we, of course, wish for you safe travels and lifelong memories. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Lead Travel Pray. We'd love to hear from you. From our website, leadtravelpray.com, you'll find the opportunity to connect with us. Please send us your feedback and your travel recommendations because we'd love to hear them. Looking for more travel tips? Check out 100 Days 100 Travel Tips also on leadtravelpray.com. For now, please look forward to our final episode of In Transit Travel Tips coming your way soon.